Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
Page 8. O oh Lord, send the power just now. Amen. Oh, 
in the parish of Sam. Oh, words in the parish of Sam. Oh, words in the parish of Sam. Go to page 13, page 13.
traditional Christians, they think in that song, they think about heaven being their home. But we know that heaven will not be our home, but heaven is the abode of God and his angels. Amen. We know that the book of Matthew, as well as Isaiah, tells us that the meek shall inherit the earth. We know that Revelation Chapter 20 and 21 describes the Lord coming down to us. That we're not going up to him except for only the marriage supper. And then we come down back to earth with him and will dwell on the earth. Even as Revelation 5.10 says that we dwell on the earth for a thousand years. And then Revelation 22 and 21 describes the new Jerusalem coming down out of the heaven after the thousand years, after the hundred years, after the thousand. So heaven is not going to be our home. Amen? Home is coming to us. Praise God. But when we sing that song, that beautiful shore, I think of the Jordan River and how that the Israelite tribes will be regathered back into the promised land. And even America is a promised land, a land of milk and honey, as well as the British Isles and even South Africa at one time and other regions across the globe, Australia, New Zealand, so forth. And also think of the beautiful shore as being paradise itself, the entrance into paradise, that time frame of paradise. So we think of things differently than a traditional Christian that has been taught and programmed, brainwashed, and taught a lot of false doctrine. But we can still sing the same song as long as we have correct understanding. Amen? And prophecy is extremely important. Some people, a lot of people, try to say that we should not argue or have division over prophecy. But the Bible says that prophecy is the spirit of the Lord. Amen? It is extremely important. I've heard it said that prophecy is a third of the Bible. Amen. And also prophecy would be more for our generation and our lifetime than any other generation in all of human history. So yes, prophecy is that important that yes, we absolutely can and must have division between us and the devil concerning prophecy, us being the true church, 
and the synagogue of Satan being all false religion, all false denominations. There must be division between God's people and the world. Amen? In all areas. Amen? Praise God. Well, a special shout out to Brother Meekness today because today is his spiritual birthday. Five years ago today that he was baptized and born again into the church and into Christ Jesus. Amen. Happy spiritual birthday, Brother Meekness in Zimbabwe. Blessings to you, your wife Amanda, and your precious son. Amen. Praise Jesus. Five years is a long time for somebody to be in the truth because most people don't last in the truth much more than a few hours or a few days or a few weeks or a few months. Amen. But God is good. Praise Jesus. Let us go in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father, for getting us through the month of June. We thank you, Father, for five years of brother meekness, having been baptized and born again. And even months before that, of learning the truth and growing in the truth and being part of the ministry. Thank you, Father, that you are calling other people to come into your family. The other people are being invited and welcomed by you, that you're knocking on them, on their hearts, to welcome them into the family, into your body, that there not be a delay when there is an invitation to be part of you, your body, your family, your church. When eternal life is being offered, let us not push it aside. Amen. We ask you, Lord, penetrate the hardest hearts and the hardest minds with the truth that we speak today. We pray for your blessing and your anointing and your help. We accept it in Jesus' name. We ask you, Lord, for your strength and help to members of your body that are suffering financially, health, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever the situation may be, that you strengthen them, pull them out of the pit, and set them on higher ground. Give them victory and favor and mercy, because the victory is the Lord's, in Jesus' name. All of this in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Well, let me see here where we need to start in the scriptures today. And I believe that's going to be in uh, Acts chapter 4. Yeah. Acts 4. Oh. <sighs> 
give you some alpha juice real quick right here while everybody gets into Acts chapter 4. Got it. Good to see everybody. Praise Jesus. Recently, I decided to start a new social media platform. Praise God. This decision came because MeWe, which is our our main number one social media social media platform that this ministry uses at this current time and has been for years, MeWe started or more than ever before, has been promoting gay pride over the month of June. And Facebook restricts free speech and truth. And Twitter, uh, Elon Musk, is working in cooperation with the New World Order. Gab is run by hateful, demonic people who hate everyone from the tribe of Judah, the Jews. They're anti-Semitic, therefore we should not be compromising with that. Let's avoid Gab. Both Gab and Truth Social, they do not restrict the spreading of lies and false conspiracy theories. I understand that some conspiracy theories are true, but there are also many conspiracy theories that are just stupid, and ridiculous. Truth Social, run by Trump, does not restrict the spreading of lies, neither does Gab, whereas Facebook restricts truth, and Twitter works in cooperation with the World Economic Forum and the New World Order. And MeWe, promoting gay pride, I would say that they probably give money to the homosexual agenda most likely. We are in need of a social media network platform that does not restrict the freedom of speech or the truth, while at the same time restrict the lies and deceptions, false conspiracy theories that corrupt the mind. Lies do not help anyone. Deception is not helpful to the cause of the truth. Lies and deception hold people in bondage. Lies and deception are deadly to the soul and to the church and to the world. Lies are used by the New World Order to program people to be more easily controlled. It is important to restrict the speech of liars and deceivers. It's very well documented that the communist nations of Russia and China, including the the dictator Putin, have for decades sought the destruction of America by implanting moral corruption and social decay in the United States and Europe. It is well documented that they are using homosexuality, the transgender agenda, and other Democrat Party uh, policies and the Democrat Party itself to cause moral decay and corruption for the ultimate 
purpose of the destruction of America, capitalism, freedom, Christianity, and the free world at large. Very well documented that that is Putin's goal. And yet, many, many Americans have been programmed and brainwashed by lies and deception, and therefore they're using social media to spread their lies, to spread their brainwashing, to deceive more and more people, to become more and more anti-American, anti-NATO, pro-Russia, pro-Putin. Even though Putin and Russia has been one of the, the greatest arch enemies of freedom in this world. It's absolutely mind-boggling how so many Americans can so easily be deceived and be so gullible to actually support Putin over and above NATO and America. It's absolutely mind-boggling. That, that is the demonic... Um, Agenda that is the demonic activity that we see in the world and is spread by these social networks. We must have a social network that speaks the truth boldly while at the same time restricting and prohibiting the pro-communist, pro-dictatorship, pro-Russia, pro-New World Order programming that we see occurring. I saw the Lord Jesus about the name of our new social media network. And he led me to this particular Greek word, parousia. Parousia. Freedom to speak the truth boldly. Praise Jesus. I praise Jesus for giving us this particular Greek word. Praise God. It is spelled P-A-R-R-H-E-S-I-A. P-A-R-R-H-E-S-I-A. Parousia. What does it mean? To put it in the shortest definition, and the way that we see it in the New Testament, is to speak boldly, However, if we look at the history of the usage of this word, we will see that there's more to it than speaking boldly. It is also defined as freedom of speech, but even more than freedom of speech. And it's very relevant that here we are right now in the United States on the cusp of the 4th of July, the American of Independence Day, connected with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence and so forth, connected with the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion and the freedom from tyranny. Amen? I'm going to quote from Wikipedia. Uh, on this, the usage of this Greek word, it says, there are several conditions upon which the traditional ancient Greek notion of parousia relies. 
one who uses paresia is only recognized as doing so if holding a credible relationship to the truth. Unquote, or end of quote. So it's more than freedom of speech. It is, in history, more specific to the freedom of speaking the truth boldly, even in the face of danger when they do additional research. Continuing uh, of the Wikipedia article of the history of this Greek word, it says, holding a credible relationship to the truth. If one serves as a critic to either oneself or a popular opinion or culture, think about that right there. Speaking the truth as a critic to popular opinion or culture. Praise Jesus. That would include speaking the truth against the homosexual and transgender agenda, communism, and other things that are popular in this culture, which is even uh, the support of communism, the support of socialism, the support of Russia, all of these different things, as well as the support of false doctrine as being a popular part of our culture today, and the, the, the notion of coexistence with false religion. Paresia is to speak the truth boldly against lies and deception, even when it is when those lies and deception or whatever is popular. Even when those things are popular, that we are speaking against those things, we are speaking the truth against evil. Wow. What a great word that Jesus has given us. Praise God. Wikipedia says, even if the revelation of this truth places one in a position of danger and one possesses, continues to speak the truth, nevertheless, as, as one feels, it is a moral, social, or political obligation. Amen. One man in 1983, what was his name? Paul Cole, something like that, sums up the ancient Greek concept of parousia as follows, quote, someone who takes a risk, of course, this risk is not always a risk of life, when, for example, you see a friend doing something wrong, and you risk incurring his anger by telling him that he is wrong. In the classical period, parousia was a fundamental component of the, uh, how would you say that, Athenian uh, democracy. What, I actually said that? Yeah. Okay, the Athenian democracy. Praise God. In the course of the ecclesia, or the ecclesia, the assembly of citizens, the Athenians, uh, society, culture of the Greek world, they were free to say almost anything. The playwrights uh, made full use of their right to ridicule whomever, whomever that they chose. Outside the theater or outside the government, however, there were limits on what might be said, freedom to discuss politics, morals, and religions, and to criticize people would depend on the context by whom it was made, when, and how 
and where. Amen. End quote. People have a misconception about the Constitution and freedom of speech and freedom of religion. A huge, huge, huge misconception. They think that it means the freedom to practice evil and evil religions and evil speech and even lies, straight out lies, satire, and so forth. But the founding fathers had absolutely no, uh, what's the word for it? Intention. Thank you very much. They had no intention to promote or even allow evil. Amen. They wanted freedom away from the Catholic Church and the Church of England. That's the context of the American Constitution. Amen. Amen. They wanted freedom of speech to speak against the Church of England, against the King of England, without being arrested, and to not keep Christmas and Easter and so forth, and to ban Christmas and Easter and Halloween. All of this was occurring uh, at that time. It was freedom to practice true religion and the speech of truth. They had no intention of protecting people's right to speak evil and lies and, and promote evil religions. That was absolutely not their intention. In fact, they would restrict such. Amen? Amen. They actually did, the Founding Fathers, many times on different occasions, different people. When I say Founding Fathers, I mean much more than just George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, but rather I mean the Pilgrims and others that came over in the 1500s and 1600s and then 1700s. So I'm including a lot of different categories of Founding Fathers. They, many times on different occasions, absolutely did restrict false religion, witchcraft, Amen. Satanism, paganism, pagan holidays, and more. Amen. They had no intention of protecting those things. So people take the Constitution out of context. The Constitution, just like the Bible, should be considered in the context in which it was written. Amen. Amen. Anything should be considered in the context in which it was written. Anything you read, anything you write, should be considered in the context in which it was written. But now, after we have already now looked at the usage of this word in history, let us now narrow it down to the uses of this word in the Bible. And it would be Strong's Concordance, Greek word number 3954. 3954. And I don't know why it is, but something is like, and of course it's the Holy Ghost, is like, I know that number. 
It's like when I very, very, very first saw that number, it's like I know that number. It's like that number just pops out to me. It just so stands out to me for whatever reason. Amen. 3954. This particular Greek word never appears in Matthew or the book of Luke at all. It appears only one time in Mark. But it does appear five times in the book of Acts, which was written by Luke. And if you think about the book of Acts, it is the historical record of the church and the church's battle against false religion uh, and so forth, and the growth of the church and the development of the church and so forth in that first century A.D. So it would have been a time when they had to speak boldly, but also use extreme caution. And when they were getting arrested for speaking boldly in Jesus' name, and when they were told to not speak in Jesus' name, and they did it anyway, and they were arrested for their free speech. Amen? So it's interesting that it appears five times in that context. Amen? Praise God. It appears eight times in the book of John, and four times in 1 John, which was also written by John. So that's 19, 11, 12. That's 12 times written by John. So John, more than any other author of the Bible, used it more than anyone else. And if you think about what is unique about John compared to Matthew, Mark, and uh, Luke, is John also had written more in the context of the divinity of Jesus more than any of the other apostles. And he was also the best buddy of Jesus, the, the, the disciple that was the closest to Jesus. He was the one that Jesus uh, appointed uh, to be the caregiver of his mom. On the cross, he looked down from the cross and said to his mother, to look and behold, to look at John, and say, here is your caretaker, your caregiver. And John looked at this woman. She is now your mother. Take care of her. John is the one that Jesus trusted to be the caregiver for his mom because uh, Joseph was already dead a long time before that. And there was no other uh, male family member, evidently, that would have been a next in line. So, uh, and women did, in the Bible, require a caregiver. So Jesus took care of that, and John was the one appointed for that. So it's interesting that the best buddy and the best disciple of Jesus would be the one that used this particular Greek word more than anyone else in the entire Bible. Paul used it a total of nine times in the, if you count all the times he used it in all the writings of Paul. 
uh, Corinthians and so forth, all the different writings of Paul, added up to only nine times in all of those multiple writings compared to 12 times in just two books of John, the Gospel of John and 1 John. Uh, it was used four times in the book of Hebrews written by Philip. Sometimes it is translated as boldly or whoopingly or with confidence or plainly, that they spoke plainly compared to speaking in figurative speech or rather than speaking in a parable to spell it out exactly the way it was, to speak it plainly and clearly with great definition. So it can mean those different ways as well, depending on the context. Now let's look at some of those different contexts before we get it more narrowed down to what we're really talking about is speaking the truth against evil. So let's look at the different contexts. Acts 4, verse 24. Acts 4, verse 24. Verse 24 says, And when they heard this, they lifted their voices to Theos with one accord and said, O Lord, it is you who have made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that are in them, who is by the holy breath through the mouth of our forefather David your servant said, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy child or against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Papas Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Jezreel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose preserved to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence. And there is the Greek word parousia is when it says to speak your word with all confidence or to speak it boldly. And we know that speaking your word would be to speak the truth. Amen. So it is in the context of speaking the truth even in the face of persecution and opposition and danger. Amen? And verse 30, while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the word of Theos with boldness. Amen. The Greek word there is parousia, and it says with boldness. So it's translated two different ways here in these two verses, with confidence and with boldness. Same thing. If you speak with confidence, then you're speaking boldly. It's the same thing. There are many ways to say something. Synonyms. Synonym is a, a word that means the same as another word. It is the same. It is the synonym. But it's a different word. But it means the same. And it's based upon the same Greek word. 
There are many ways to translate. Amen. Now look at chapter 28. Acts 28, verse 31. This would be the last verse of the book of Acts. Preaching the kingdom of Theos and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus the Christ with all openness unhindered. The Greek word there, parousia, is translated as with all openness, openness. But it could be translated as boldly. Amen. Lots of ways you can translate this. I think we should put boldly or boldly slash wolfiness or something to that aspect. It is the same because to speak publicly or openly is to do so boldly and with all confidence. Amen? It is the opposite of speaking in secret. It is a public free speech of truth. Amen? Now let's go to the book of John. John 16. We said that John uses it more than anyone else. Chapter 16, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you, verse 25, these things I have spoken to you in figurative language. That means like a parable or symbolic language. I are is coming when I will no longer to speak to you in figurative language or symbolic language, but I will tell you plainly of the Father. The word plainly is the Greek word I would tell you plainly. In other words, I'm going to spell it out exactly. In a way, that's the same as to speak boldly, to speak the truth boldly, because it takes more boldness to just spell it out exactly the way it is rather than to speak in symbolism. It's a greater risk, a greater danger if you're spelling it out plainly or publicly or openly without using the symbolism. It takes more courage, more boldness. Not that he was ever lacking courage or boldness, but by nature it does take more courage and more boldness to speak clearly in that. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, verse 11, page 216. Ephesians 5, verse 11, do not propitiate in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead even rebuke them. 
Now, the Greek word is not there in that particular verse. I've got my notes a little bit messed up there. I was wanting to share that later on. But the reason I was wanting to share it later on is because it is extremely important to speak the truth against evil. Amen? It says, do not participate in the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather, even rebuke them. So it's not enough to only boycott the darkness, but rather God wants us to speak against the evil as well. So it is important to use parousia, to use bold speech, bold speech against evil. Very important. And that is God's will, especially for ministers, preachers, pastors, deacons, evangelists, and uh, prophets and apostles of the true church. Amen. Those of the false church have no authority of Christ to be preaching at all or evangelizing at all. They are evangelists of the devil. And we are to be speaking against them. False Christianity believes to, that you should coexist and be at peace with false religions and false pastors. But right here, it tells us to expose them, to expose the darkness. If they are teaching uh, that God is three different people, which is lunacy, that must be exposed as darkness because it is. Getting back to the Greek word, let's look at at least one place in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 4, verse 16. Hebrews 4, verse 16. This would be page 247. You have the paperbacks of the Alpha and Omega Bible. Page 247. Hebrews 4, verse 16. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence, and it's the word confidence here that is parousia, with confidence or boldly to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Again, let us draw near boldly to the throne of grace, that we don't have to shrink back because we know that the Lord is compassionate and loving and caring and very willing to help if we're also willing to surrender. Amen? Praise God. So those are some different ways it is used in Scripture. But let us now move on from 
from those examples of where we see the Greek word to other examples like we saw in Ephesians 5 just a moment ago of scriptures that tell us what the will of God is, how we should speak, how we should teach, how we should preach, how we should live. Amen. It may not have that Greek word, but it still shows us God's will for us. So let's go to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy 4. Of the page number on that. Two thirty-five. I'll be on page two thirty-five. First Timothy chapter four, verse one. But the Spirit clearly or specifically says that in the latter times. Some or many will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Amen? That is exactly what we see occurring in this world. That many people are falling away from the truth, from the faith, which is the truth, and instead paying attention to, amen, the deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. People being led away from Christ and being led toward yoga, Buddhism, Islam, and other crap. Amen. Such crap, deceitful spirits, and doctrines of demons, that's a perfect example of things that need to be exposed and rebuked. It's not sufficient to not just only not participate, but we must expose and rebuke evil. Because when evil is allowed to reign, it will spread. What is that expression of good man? The evil prosper. Good men do nothing. Evil prospers when when good men do nothing, and that's very true. Evil prospers when good men do nothing. Couch potato Christianity. Amen. And look at Second Timothy chapter four. 2 Timothy 4, page 239, verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Think about the word endure. To endure something sounds like something that is difficult. If you're having to endure it, it shows that there is difficulty. Amen. You don't endure uh, laying on the beach with a martini in your hand. That's not endurance, right? That's something you enjoy. 
of the word endurance implies difficulty. And yet, sound, correct doctrine is something that you must endure. Think about that. Isn't that very interesting? Sound, correct doctrine, the truth, true preaching, is something that must be endured. You have to bear with it because it will absolutely step on your toes and cause you to change the way you think and so forth. So it's with difficulty that we accept the truth because it will change you and change your life. It goes all the way back to taking up your cross and denying yourself to follow Christ. Amen? So it says in verse 5, but you, be sensible in all things, endure the hardship. No, I'm skipping the verse there. Let's go back to that same one again. If I can find my note, verse 3. Verse 3, for the time will come when they would not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled. Think about the word tickled. Like a child likes to be tickled. Adults typically don't like to be tickled, and adults typically don't want to be tickled, and it's not an adult activity, right? It's more of a childish activity, praise God. But they, the people that are in Babylon, the synagogue of Satan, false Christianity, and Buddhism, they want their ears tickled as if they are children. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. What they want to believe, what they want to hear, the easy way. Peace and coexistence. Verse 4, and they return away their ears from the truth. I actually turn away from the truth because the truth is something that is more difficult, that takes endurance, that takes maturity. Amen. And we turn aside to the myths. Buddhism is nothing but myths. Hinduism, atheism, these things are nothing but myths. But that's what they want to run to. Amen. And let's look at the book of Titus on page 241, which is just the next page over here. Page 241, Titus chapter 1, starting in verse 9. Titus 1, verse 9, and we're going to read through the end of this chapter, God willing. Verse 9, holding fast the faithful word, that would be the truth, right? and holding fast, that would show endurance, amen? Again, that word fast is tight, and we need to change it to holding tight too, because of people that uh, are not extremely familiar with English may be misunderstand what it's saying in there. So holding tight to the faithful word, 
which is in accordance with the teaching, and of course that's the true teaching, so that he will be able to both uh, to preach in sound doctrine, which is true doctrine, and to refute those who contradict. Amen? To expose the false doctrine. Amen? Verse 10, For there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcisions, those people that say that a man must be circumcised in order to go to paradise to be saved. They're among, uh, especially of them, Paul says. Verse 11, who must be silenced. Those people must be silenced. Those empty talkers, those deceivers, must be silenced because they are upsetting entire families, teaching things that they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. So even though Paul believed, because he did use the word parousia uh, nine times, I believe it was, in his writings, he did believe in freedom of speech of the truth. But this verse declares that he does not believe in the freedom of the speech of liars and false religion. Amen? Amen. And I believe that you would see the same thing with the American founding fathers. And one of these people in verse 12, he warns, a prophet of their own, had said, quote, uh, that the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy guttons. This testimony is true. For this reason, reprove them or rebuke them severely. Not just reprove them, but do so severely so that they may be sound in the faith. These are verses that you will never, ever, ever, ever hear in Babylon traditional churches because it doesn't tickle the ear. Verse 14, not paying attention to Judean myths and commandments of mankind which turn away from the truth. To the pure, most things are pure. To those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their mind and their conscience are defiled. What he's saying here basically is that there are religious people that act like and teach like everything is a sin. Amen? That's the Pentecostal church. That's the Judeans, the Jews, the Pharisees. Ever, and even the Catholic church and uh, other falsely called Protestant churches, which are not Protestant at all because they're still Catholic, Catholic Trinity, Catholic Sunday, Catholic Christmas, Catholic Easter, they're still Catholic. They're liars of the devil when they try to claim to be Protestant. They're not Protestant at all. They're still Catholic in, in every aspect, except for only that they don't follow the Pope directly, but they still follow the Pope indirectly through the commandments of the Pope, which is Christmas and Easter and Sunday. So they still follow the Pope by uh, committing him, their, themselves to those doctrines. Amen. 
So to a lot of Christians, to some of the Christians that have left and abandoned and forsaken Christ in this ministry in the past, get his name down in Texas, that did that, and I'm sure others have done it too, thinking that everything is a sin, everything is a sin, everything is a sin. There's no liberty in the Lord in uh, those people's minds. In verse 16, they profess to know God, but by their works they deny him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good work. Amen. Now let's look at 2 Corinthians, chapter 6. 2 Corinthians 6. We read this verse quite often, and yet this is something that you would very rarely, if ever, hear read in the traditional Babylon church. 2 Corinthians 6, starting in verse 11. Verse 11, our mouth has spoken freely. Now, even though it's not the Greek word parousia here, it is translated, it's not the same Greek word, but nevertheless, it's the same English uh, rendering to speak freely. That would mean to speak the truth freely. It's not talking about speaking lies freely, right? Our mouth has spoken freely to you, O Corinthians, our heart is whooping wide. You are not restrained by us, but you are restrained in your own affections. Now, in a, uh, in a like exchange, I speak as to children, whooping wide to us also. Do not be unequally yoked together with unfaithfulness. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what communion has light with darkness? That's verse 14, trying not to forget my place here. Many people try to use these verses only to refer, to refer to marriage and dating. And that's fully appropriate to use it in the context of dating and marriage. That's fine. But it's not limited to marriage and dating and relationships of that sort, of that kind. Sexual relationships is not limited to that. It's completely uh, whooping in the context here. It's not limited in the context. This is all encompassing about how we should behave ourselves with everybody in the world in general. It's not limited to one context. So this would be applied toward all relationships, both marriage and dating, as well as churches and friends and people we hang out with, people we associate with, for the most part. We know that we can't escape the world totally. We know that. But in general, who we hang out the most with, who we trust, who we associate the most with, then this would definitely need and very much need to be applied to all areas of our life as much as possible. And again, it would say that we should not be tied to or held in bondage to 
unfaithfulness and darkness, lawlessness, breaking the law. Amen. Verse 15, what harmony has Christ with Baal? Now think of the word harmony. I think of not only peace, but even singing, singing hymns, singing in harmony together. We should not be singing in harmony with the false church, with a Sunday church, with a Trinity church. We have no business being among them after God start, starts really, really showing us the truth. Amen. We might need to be in Babylon for a certain period of our time when we're younger, when we're trying to find the truth, when we're seeking the Lord, but once we come to the truth, we have no need of the breath of Babylon. We need, we need to wing ourselves off from Babylon. Amen? What harmony has Christ with Baal, or what portion faithfulness with unfaithfulness, or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Christmas is an idol. Absolutely, amen. Easter is an idol. Absolutely. Sunday morning church is an idol based upon a false resurrection time. He wasn't even resurrected Sunday morning, but rather Saturday night while it was still dark. The women came to the tomb. It was still dark. His body was already gone. He was already risen at night, Saturday night, before they came to the tomb. He did not rise Sunday morning, not whatsoever at all. Sunday morning is an idol to the false church. But we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. It's a covenant. That goes right back to Exodus and the agreement, the covenant with God, that we would keep his commandments. Amen. Verse 17, therefore come out. Revelation 18, verse 4. Come out of her, my people. Amen. So it says here in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17, Come out from their midst and be separate. Separate means separate. Amen. Says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. In other words, then I will welcome you. I will welcome you only after you forsake the darkness the false doctrines, the false religion, and the teachers and preachers of that darkness. Amen? Amen. Verse 18, And I will be a father to you, and you be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. We don't be his children while we're still children of the devil. You can't eat of the Lord's table and the devil's table both at the same time. We have to choose life or death. Come out of the darkness and come over to Christ 100%. Not 99%, but 100%. Amen. We have no business listening to preachers of Sunday churches, 
Sunday evangelist, Trinity evangelist, television evangelist of the Sunday churches. They have no business listening to such poison. No business listening to them. We are to be separate, called out. Called out is what the, the word church is in the uh, New Testament coming from the word ecclesia, meaning called out to be separate. Amen. And finally, one last verse, and that's over in the book of Psalms, Psalm 31. Page 38, you have the paperbacks of the Alpha and Omega Bible, page 38, Psalm 31, verse 18. Verse 18 says, let the deceitful lips become mute or to be silenced, which speak iniquity, lawlessness, against the righteous with pride and scorn. This is exactly what the transgender and homosexual and democrat communist agenda does, is speak iniquity, sin and lawlessness, and they speak against righteousness with pride. They are proudful of their sins and their lawlessness. This says, this Bible verse says, let their lips become mute. Let them be silenced. Amen. Parousia, historically, in different contexts, if you sum it all up, is the freedom of speech to speak the truth, boldly, openly, even when you are in danger, even when it's against public opinion and culture, even when it's against lies and deception, to speak, still yet speak that truth and to silence the lips of the wicked. We will try to have the Parisia social network released within the next few days or a week or two, as soon as possible. God willing and with God's help, blessing, and anointing. Now here is going to be some of our rules of the new social media network. No promotion of the governments of Russia, China, Iran, Syria, and Pakistan. Why would we want to allow people freedom to promote evil? We would not want to do that. We are not going to, our goal is not to provide an avenue of deception a promotion of evil? No, that is not our goal. Amen. No promotion of those particular governments of those particular nations. No promotion of Putin, Bashar Assad, Biden, Hillary Clinton, and Kamala Harris. No promotion of the Democrat Party, 
communism and the World Economic Forum. No promotion of the flat earth conspiracy theory, which is lunacy. No promotion of the QAnon conspiracy theory, which is also lunacy. No anti-Semitism, no Holocaust denial, no serpent seed or seed of Satan theology. No promotion of any of the policies and agendas of the Democrat Party. So that's very accomplishing. Lots of things, categories would be included in that. If it is a Democrat policy, if it is a Democrat agenda, it will not be allowed on that network. No threats allowed. So no death threats and stuff like that. The Paracia Social Network is an exclusive membership network for conservative Christians who accept Jesus as God. All memberships must be approved. All posts must be approved. All groups must be approved. The U.S. Supreme Court has repeatedly declared, even yesterday even, that Christians have the legal and constitutional right to refuse things that violate our religious beliefs. The usage of fake names are allowed, absolutely allowed to make up a fake name for the protection of your privacy. But all members are required to have a completely complete complete profile, including the sections of about, about me and interests, sections like that where I ask you information about what are your interests, to say something about yourself. Those categories, those blanks must be filled in. It must be a complete profile because there's, there's a reason why those questions are being uh, asked, and that is to weed out the Satanists and troublemakers. There's a reason why you must fill out, must fill out the information. Photos are not required. You do not need to upload a photo of yourself. And again, you can use a fake name, and no photos are required. So there, there should not be any concern for privacy. There should not be any concern of people stalking you and stuff like that. If you're not using your real name and you don't have your picture on there, then there's no reason you're not posting your physical address. Then there's no reason to be paranoid like some of you people are. Members are required to participate in the groups in which they join. Groups are required to remain active or else they will be deleted. A social network is meant to be social with interaction. That's why it's called a social network. It is not a blog where people just read and do not participate. A blog and a social network are entirely different. But people want to try to, to treat a social network as if it is only a blog that you read and do nothing. That's not what we're creating here. I have a website where you can read and do nothing. The social network is for the purpose of networking like-minded people together to form a family, a church, a congregation, to have conservatives and Christians, to work in conjunction as co-laborers, 
of the truth, to work together against the Democrat Party, to work together for the cause of truth, to protect the family unit, to protect capitalism and freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of religion. We have this exclusive membership club. It's exactly what this social network would be. We have all the constitutional right to do so. All of these rules have the purpose of preventing spam, preventing troublemakers, and promoting an environment of safe communication and networking of like-minded people. Amen. Praise Jesus. Okay, so Brother Gerald, if you want to prepare any statements, and I have the chat room open for anybody that is registered and signed in to Mixler, then right here, right now, is your time and your opportunity to ask any questions about the network, to ask any questions that you may have about anything that I said today. And we will be releasing the address for it once we get it up and operational in case we might have to change the address or something. I would rather wait before I actually release the address. Let, it, let us get it up and going, try it out, and let us experiment with it and get it perfected enough before you actually start coming and, and start looking at it and all that. Give us some time, and I don't know whether it's going to take another day or another 10 days, but we will try to get it up soon, and I do appreciate your prayers for this. And I, I do understand, of course, that we're not going to have thousands of members from day number one or even the first month or even the first year. We're very unlikely to get more than two people, to be honest with you. We're probably only have two, three, four, five people, maybe 10 people max. It's probably about as high as we'd be able to get within the next six months because people are extremely, extremely stubborn, and that is an understatement. People are so extremely stubborn. So it's very hard to herd the cattle which, with such a stubborn mentality that people have. When you're trying to work for the kingdom of God, you're not going to get much cooperation. And that's just the reality of life. But nevertheless, that does not mean that we should shrink back from the duty and the responsibility. God gives us the skill, the tools, the ability, the inspiration, then we should move forward with it. It doesn't matter how many people that will participate. It only matters that we are doing a work for the Lord. Providing an avenue for people that would be willing to serve the Lord to network together with like-minded people without having the hindrance of Satan worshipers and, and all these fools that are trying to push all types of lies and deceptions. It, there is a true need for the Parisia social media network. See, nobody is typing into the chat room yet, unless they're still typing. There's still a little bit of time. Brother Gerald, do you have anything to add to this? 
very interesting, not only the timing right around the 4th of July, but that the uh, symbol of the, the main tool for this is basically an elephant. Yes. Very interesting. It is very interesting in that. Praise God. It will be based on the uh, Mastodon um, platform, which means that's uh, the same platform that Gab is based on. It's not going to be based on Gab itself. We're not going to be cooperating with Gab. It's completely separate. But whenever you do anything like this, you have to have a, a boat, basically, to get on. Uh, some type of a server, some type of something to host, and that will be the Macedon uh, network. And so the way it'll probably work is that you'll have to download the Macedon app and then sign into the uh, Paresia server from that point. But we will worry about those details later on. And I know not everybody can download the app. I think there may be a way to get to it on the internet as well. I don't know for sure yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll try to make it available to as many people as possible. Uh, the Macedon boat, I'm going to call it, the avenue, that server, that uh, platform, that network, underlying network, is up and growing as to become an extremely popular alternative to all the other social media networks. But yet we're going to have our own social, totally our own. It's not going to be owned by Macedon or anything like that. It's only based upon their, um, basically their internet connection, I guess you could say. It's difficult to explain to people. Uh, but it's a very popular and up-and-rising uh, technique to get around um, the other platforms. Anything else, Gerald? It's frustrating to see how many lies are spread and no one does anything. Exactly. Okay. Yes, that's it. Nothing in the chat room. Thank you, everybody, and happy 4th of July. We'll, we'll be going out tomorrow to the oldest town in Tennessee to celebrate uh, Independence Day because, unfortunately, they want to do things on the weekend uh, instead of on the 4th uh, because people have school and work and stuff like that. And, they moved the celebration to the weekend. I don't like it myself, but nevertheless, it's what they do, so we'll have to uh, do that tomorrow, uh, July the 2nd, that we'll be uh, going out to, the, to do the celebration and uh, to eat some funnel cake and maybe a sausage dog or something to, to, to uh, treat ourselves, hopefully. God willing, that we'll not be able to treat ourselves tomorrow. God is good. God is faithful. God is in charge. And although, although the enemies rage and roar, God will shut their mouth. Amen. Absolutely.
vintage is the Lord's. And there is a day of judgment coming, not only on the judgment day, but the great tribulation that is coming soon will be a wonderful day of judgment for the wicked. It's coming. It's coming. And it's not that far away. So continue to endure and persevere, my brothers and sisters. You just have to keep remembering that God will revenge. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll see you next Saturday, next seventh day. All this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please confirm that you would like to end this meeting by pressing star zero. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.